Welcome to season three of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm Garrett McMillan, a new sophomore on this year's Alabama baseball team, and thanks to our new NIL regulations, I can be paid a nominal amount to promote this podcast. A very nominal amount. Is there another word for less than nominal? Just stick to the script, Garrett. Okay. Tom and JT will be rambling on about SEC football again this year with a high lean on the Crimson Tide. Hey, have you guys ever considered I'm not bucking, you're bucking? Garrett, the script. Okay. Here are your hosts, Tom and JT. Welcome to season three. with Tom. Tom, are you with the living today? I am. Kicking, alive, all that stuff. I'm here. Well, I mean, I think it was a valid question based on you made the trek up to Red Bay last weekend, and it was a bad, it was not a safe day to be a beer in Red Bay with me and you together. (laughs) I did notice a bunch of scrambling going on when we went up there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. I looked at my beer fridge and my man cave. I don't have much left. Like where? I don't know. Did you pack a to-go box? <laughs> you mean those just weren't for anybody? <laughs> Apparently so. I, don't know. I thought they were free. Maybe our maybe our bourbon friend, maybe our bourbon collecting friend who doesn't drink bourbon stole them. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Tom Tom came up to Red Bay. We we, we live. I don't know our listeners. I figure we tell enough about where we live that you know, you know, Tom's around the Birmingham area, greater Birmingham area, and I'm in the metropolitan Red Bay area. So it's not an easy drive. And, and Tom is in a, in a position where it is, there's no good way to get there. You can go through Tuscaloosa. You're welcome to go through Tuscaloosa, and it's going to take you two hours and 42 minutes. Or you're welcome to go through Birmingham, and it's going to take you two hours and 41 minutes. He's like smack dab in the middle, it seems, between Birmingham and Tuscaloosa. So it's not an easy ride and uh, for either one of us. So it's, it's good to get a, You know, we try to hook up some during football season as much as we can, but we both live busy lives. So it was a, it was a treat with Tom coming up this weekend. Played a lot of golf on Saturday. But my commentary is about what took place on Friday night. Well, it actually took place on Saturday night as well, but Friday night was the the kickoff, and we played Rook. And I hope that everybody, all of our listening audience, knows what Rook is. And, you know, it's a card game, and it involves a bird. Everybody gets ten cards, and you put five in the middle, and you bid on the five in the middle. And so if you get the – the points total is 180. So if you get the bid – you get the five cards, you and your partner. So you and your partner have 25 cards out of the 45, and then you discard five, and you try to, you know, you call trumps, and you you try to get your bid. So if you bid 140, and you make 140 or 145, and you make your bid. If you bid 140, and you only make 135 or less, then you go set. So pretty pretty straightforward. But it, I knew this in college, and everybody except – People in North Alabama played this game wrong, Tom. Okay, everybody yeah. else. All right. They play bird high. And 
It do, it would it, on one front it does make sense. The bird is worth twenty points. It is the most valuable card in the deck point wise. But when you play bird high, you have to almost have to have the bird to bid, and I mean you have to have the bird to bid anything over one thirty five, one forty. So, you know, if you play bird high and so the bid starts out at 110, then 115, then 120. Then the, the fourth person to bid is like, I'll go 145. Well, wow. Wonder where the bird is. Wonder who has the bird. So we play the bird, and I, I'm going to educate you guys. And there's also a way to play it where you have, it's called red one. So there's four colors in rook. There's red, yellow, green, and black. And in playing red one, the bird is the top card. The red one is the second top card, counting 15 points. All ones count 15. So no matter what trumps are, bird, red one. So if blacks are trumps, the order is bird, red one, black one. I don't understand how anybody plays it that way because if reds are not trumps, you have an extra trump. And if reds are trumps, it just it's played straight away. So I don't really understand that, but there's the people around here that play it that way. Very few and far between, but I'm going to try to educate you tonight on how to play Rook. Yeah. You play the bird between the 10 and 11. So the bird is 10 and a half. Okay. The bird will catch the 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. The bird will lose to 11, 12, 13, 14, and 1. Bird still counts 20, but it makes it much more fun to play much simpler to bid. Any, you don't have to have the bird to bid. It's just an extra trump no matter which color you go. So if anybody would like to uh, discuss these rules further, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. It's at, uh, what, is, what even is my at? At Tiffin something? I don't know. At targeting, not targeting is a great way to reach me. I think I'm at Bama98. But uh, it shows you how much I, I actually post on Twitter. Read it too much and don't post enough. But that we 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 can do. Go ahead. I was going to say I don't disagree with the uh, with how you guys play it. You know, I've I've played with y'all enough that I'm it's second nature to me to play it like that too. But I grew up playing root with our family. You know, we have a pretty big family, extended family for sure, but big family. My dad has twelve brothers or there's 12 of them 12 brothers and sisters and of course they all have produced offspring and so on and so forth so big family gatherings and it was always just i mean we'd we'd set up and start playing rook and it would go to the wee hours of the morning we'd have you know two or three games going at the same time winners take all and 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 it was awesome and you know what? I never, until I went to college and met you guys, I never found anybody else that ever played it. Nobody. It, I, I'd be interested to know how popular of a game it is. Now, I play all the classics, too. Love, love spades coming up and, and hearts. And, you know, Rook's very similar to spades, uh, except for it has points instead of books. But still... Um, it's just it's one of those games that not a lot of people play. Not a lot of people know how to play or have played. And I was I was very thankful to meet you guys in college where we were able to play. But even in college, if you remember, it was me, you, and Daryl, and then it was very difficult to mm-hmm. find a fourth who knew how to play. <laughs> you know? And what so do you mean? I think even. 
Trip? What are you talking about? <laughs> I think I think for the most part, uh, we tended to wait till y'all had visitors from Red Bay come in to play Rook, and then otherwise we play Spades for the most. Is that mm-hmm. not the way you remember it? Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, the whole point of this, the whole point of the commentary was to convert because we converted you to the ten and a half bird between the ten and eleven, and we need to convert all of our listeners the bird between ten and eleven because. <laughs> It's the fairest way to play, but yeah, for sure. And you know, I didn't know how to play hearts, and uh, and still don't know how to play euchre and tonk. I mean, I, I remember we learned them a little bit, but I wasn't very good at them. But now hearts, I loved hearts because you play for yourself, and yeah. yes, I mean you pass three left, pass three right, pass three across, and then you and you have the hold hand, so you don't have a hundred percent control over everything that occurs, but. It, it, you kind of do because you don't have a partner. You got somebody across from you, but that person across from you is not your partner. Everybody, it's every man for himself, and it was uh, it, it was fun. You know, you and I and Daryl had some some killer hearts matches and and spades, and uh, it was just you know we had so many rules in spades that, and I've said this number of times. I will challenge anybody in the state of Alabama to sp- to play spades with uh, against me and you, and I'm, I'm confident we'll win. Of course, when we had all kind of rules. They're not, they weren't they weren't junk rules, but they were you know blind six, blind seven, low pass for fifty, low no pass for hundred, ten for two hundred. Um, <laughs> I, I glad you well, remember all the rules. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, and <clears throat> it was it was great because you and I got to play. We got to know each other so well that. If you said low pass, I knew that you probably had the ace of spade or the king of spade, and I was going to get it because otherwise you'd go low, no pass. And uh, we played other night up here with uh, with some friends, Misty, and uh, and then a couple of some some of our friends. And um, I, you know, I introduced them in going low, and I, I was trying to tell them. You know, my buddy's like, well, I, but I got a king of hearts, and I can't go low. I'm like, why can't you go low? How many hearts you got? He's like, well, I got the king plus four more. I'm like, dude, go low. How? I'm like, you can slough the king off. Just don't play it first, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> don't lead with it, pal. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and when I went low, I was partners with his wife, and I went low one time, and I needed all I needed was help on one suit, and she... Um, her husband was to my left. He let out a two of hearts, and she she went, she laid the three, and I'm like, oh my god! And I like I didn't Girl have the terrible. I had the nine, but then Misty lays like the seven. I'm like, thank you, Nicole. So, <laughs> but oh man, he didn't mean to say your name out loud. Yeah, sometimes I say the silent part out loud, but it, it was uh, it was good. I'm glad we got to get together, and we'll talk about what we got. We're going to go over the media picks and because uh, Media Days was last week and they, they made their selections. And I, I differ uh, tremendously on some. And I've, I've kind of I've got the same two at the top. And I've, I kind of feel like you do too in the East and the West. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll divulge that. But after that, and uh, we, need to, we do also need to do the SEC champ. I didn't put that on the, the notes. But I figure you'll be able to, to pick one of the two teams. But we're going to talk about our upcoming life events because Tom and I both have a – very busy the next uh probably 15 to 20 days i mean which is good it's going to make it's going to make august pass by rather quickly and get to football season but let's start off with uh the media picks last week 
So in the East, the media picked Georgia at one, Kentucky at two. I was, but you know, I was kind of surprised at that one. But uh, I got to looking at schedules, and I mean, man, it's it's kind of wide open in the East, in my opinion, because I, I really I think the power lies in the West from top to bottom. But we'll talk about that. So Georgia one, Kentucky two, Tennessee at three, Florida at four, USC at five, Missouri six, and Vandy no shocker here at seven. So again, recapping the East from the media: Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, Missouri, Vanderbilt. Now, in the West, um, the media had Bama at one, A&M at two. And that is a very popular pick. I'm anxious to see where you have A&M, Tom. But Bama one, A&M two, Arkansas three, Ole Miss four, LSU with a new coach five, Mississippi State six, and wow, they put Auburn at seven. Like, Tom, we don't live our life good enough for Auburn to finish seventh in the West. But no, recapping, no, recapping West, Bama, A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss, LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn. So just what kind of jumps out at you? Just pick one of the comp, one of the divisions and what is the most surprising uh, for you on those on, on the media list? Um, to be to be perfectly honest with you, you sent me the you sent me the breakdown of what we were going to talk about and you said, Hey, we're going to compare our picks to the media picks, but you didn't include the media picks and I didn't know what they were. Um, so <laughs> I, I <Sorry>. quickly, <laughs> very well prepared, aren't we? I quickly jotted them down when you just, uh, when you just called them out. And I noticed that I was almost, uh, simpatico with them in the East had w- one set of teams flip flop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the West we have. I was I was simpatico with them at the very top and the very bottom three. I had them all in the exact same positions, and then the the second, third, and fourth I had them jumbled a little bit. But yeah. I guess you know just at first glance because this is this is truly what's happened here. I've, I've got a first glance at it. Um, one of the things that may jump out to me a little bit is that, uh, outside the obvious of, of Auburn being dead last is, is how much respect A&M's getting in the two spot. Um, now they went four and four. Spo- last spoiler, year. I don't have them in the two spot, but you know, yes, they had the all time greatest recruiting class. If you want to score it, um, you know, by all all agencies or whatnot uh, in the history. But those guys haven't played a snap yet. Amen. And, and not only have they not played a snap yet, A&M's in a conference, not a conference, but a division that is almost unanimously considered the best by far in the country. Mm-hmm. So they've got to navigate the best division in the country. They've got to overcome a big mouth coach on the road against Bama in the middle of the season. And they've got to try to get players that have never taken a college snap up to speed and actually on the field. Because if they don't hit the field, they're not helping you. Mm-hmm. And so all that combined uh, is a little bit surprising to me that they have them second. 
Well, my biggest my biggest surprise was Auburn, and it sounds like you have Auburn at seventh. I I don't have them at seventh in the West, and we'll. And on the on the sheet I had that you'll leave with the West, and I think this is good, us just talking about it from the outset, then we can kind of go over our order and our, our anticipated record to close it out. But back to A&M, um, I agree. And if, if I'm an A&M fan, the, 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 the glimmer of hope, if you will, is when somebody says, well, who cares about your recruiting class? You know, they hadn't stepped on the field yet. Well, you know, my counter would be, because it's probably going to be a Bama fan that says that. My counter would be, well, Bama fan, you know, in 2008, y'all had the number one recruiting class with Julio Jones, Mark Barron, Mark Ingram, Dante Hightower, and you can continue naming them on down the board. And, you know, y'all went undefeated regular season and were leading Florida in the fourth quarter. And that's a good point. But the game has changed a lot since then. I mean, John Parker Wilson was our quarterback, and he was, he was good. But John Parker – he he would not have started any other year, I don't think, maybe 2014 when Blake Sims started. But he's not starting over Greg McElroy again. He's not starting over – and Greg was probably the second-worst quarterback in the, in the uh, Saban's lineage, and, and he won a national title. You know, he's not starting over A.J. McCarron, maybe over Blake Sims, not over Jake Coker, not over – <clears throat> Hertz, Tua, Mac, Bryce, so, you know, those, those names. So the point is, is when John Parker started, it was a different ball game. You could win running the ball and playing defense, and that's just very difficult to do. Now, Georgia did some semblance of that last year, but if you remember, what, what put them over the top against Bama is when we got that fluky turnover against them, couldn't believe it went our way in the national title game, we went ahead in the fourth quarter. And they took the reins off of, um, I guess they took the leash off of Stetson Bennett, and he beat us. Hats off to him, he beat us. So if I'm Bama fan to a and be like, yeah, you're right. We did go 12-0 and to start the year with the 08 recruiting class. But where is your you, – now you need a quarterback to win. Where's your quarterback? Calzada, the guy that beat mm-hmm. Bama last year, is at Auburn. I just don't see – I don't know who their quarterback is. I think they have a hot shot recruit, and I think it might be his second year. It seemed like he got hurt last year, and Calzada had to step in. But I don't Isn't see all the transfer love. they got. Uh, that LSU transfer didn't he go to AM? Yeah, yeah Wasn't he might. There an seems, LSU yeah. quarterback transfer seems like it, man. It's just it's the the transfer portal portal is so crazy. It just it makes it hard to keep up with. But a and M at two <clears throat> is a good selection because, like I said, they went four and four last year. They lost to Mississippi State. They lost to Arkansas, I think. I'd have to look at their uh, schedule. Yes, they did. I think. Yeah, I'd have to look at their schedule. And um, well, you know, they're going to. I got it here. They lost to Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and LSU. Yeah, and LSU with a lame duck coach. So that was the last game mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, that's that's the last game for LSU now. So I just, like you said, Jimbo's run that mouth, and he gets this year. They'll give him this year because they they don't expect they they know they got a talented recruiting class coming in, but they're gonna they're gonna temper expectations. But now this time next year, if the media does not pick A and M to win the conference to win the West, and and I would I'd go ahead and say to win the conference, then Jimbo better be looking for a job because Bama will have be losing Bryce Young, will be losing Will Anderson, 
And yeah, I mean, we're going to have talent. We're 100% we're going to have talent, but we got to we're going to go to A&M in 2023 with a new quarterback. So at second, I, I think they need to finish second. I really do. I don't think they can afford to finish third or fourth. I really don't believe he needs to go four and four again. And bottom line is, if you switch the Bama and Mississippi State games with uh, A&M last year, let's say that Bama beats A&M and State uh, ends up losing to A&M, so it's the same record at 4-4, four and four. Jimbo's on the hot seat this year. because The, the only thing mm-hmm. kept him off is the beating Bama, and that's, that's fine. You know, they, they opted out of their bowl game. They blamed it on COVID because he didn't want to take another loss. All their players were sitting out. For the bowl game, can't blame them, uh, the ones that can go pro, because it means nothing when you have four losses in conference. But he knew, I think, what did they finish, eight and four? Mm-hmm. Seven yep. and five? I don't know. He knew he was going to take another loss. He, it was going to be a five-loss season for him, so therefore they opted out. And uh, But uh, but Auburn stays the uh, the surprise for me. Um, I just I don't see them – because at, at number seven, what I, I didn't look at the media what they projected the record to be, but what would if you're seventh, you're going to be two and six at the at the best. I mean, well, not really. I, I say not really. I mean, I do have them at four and eight. Um, I'm, I'm, and in, in conference, we'll that. in conference. Oh, so oh, 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 just in conference. Yeah. Uh yeah. Let's see what I have them in conference because this is probably what you take to the bank for sure. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, uh, I have them. Yeah, I have them one in one game in conference. Yeah. See, I've got I, my last place team is Mississippi State at one and seven, and of course, my last place team in the East is Vandy at zero and eight. So, we'll, right back to A and M quickly. Uh, I wanted to say one more thing and forgot, and then we'll then we'll just run do our rundowns. Uh, a and M opens up with Sam Houston should be a win. Appalachian State should be a win. Miami, Florida comes to College Station. I'm going to say that should be a win, and then they play Arkansas. So that is September 17th. They play Miami, Florida at College Station. Okay, September 24th they don't leave the state, but they leave their city. They go play Arkansas in Jerry World. So they're not at home on the 24th of September. They're at Mississippi State October 1st. They're at Alabama October 8th. They're off on October 15th. They're at, they're at South Carolina on October 22nd. So they're away from home for six weeks, six weeks in between their home games of Miami, Florida, and then hosting Ole Miss. So that is a uh, – yeah, I don't care how good you are. That's daunting to have to go on the road that many times in a row, not sleep in your, in your bed – not eat the team meal that you're used to at, when you're at College Station. So I just – it's going to be interesting to see to see how they fare because they – Jimbo's made some enemies. And, uh, you know, Bama has the game circled, and we seldom lose that game. I think the only time I can remember losing a circle game was, uh, was Ole Miss beat us back-to-back in 14 and 15. Yeah, 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. So – all right, so in the West, I assume Bama is uh, your number one team. Is that correct? Yeah, I got Bama number one. What uh, you got our conference yeah. record? Well, I think we'll have some time to break down Bama in, in the future before the first game. So I'm not going to get too far into it. But uh, I, I've, I've got us running the table. I've, I've got us going perfect 12-0, 8-0 <laughs> in conference. And, yeah, that's it. a homer thing to do. But uh, last year I had us losing one, and we did. 
but this year is uh, this year's a little different. Now I will say that I have the question mark game on October first at Arkansas. That is that is a tough game. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I when I went back and looked at last year for Alabama. Now here you know here's something just to be I guess lay it on the table. Last year we started off the season losing everything. You, you know, we lost a Heisman Trophy winner, a top three trophy finalist, Heisman Trophy finalist, mm-hmm. best quarterback in the nation, best running back in the nation, best offensive line in the nation. We went through all that. You know, we won every award there was to win that year mm-hmm. that we run the table. And then we expected to be back, and we were. But it wasn't easy last year. After everything we lost, it, I mean, it was just a lot to feel. And like you mentioned a while ago, we had the lead in the national championship game down half a roster in the fourth quarter. Um, so those guys gritted it out. But if you go back and look at our, our schedule, and I don't I have it here somewhere, I don't have it right in front of me, but if you look at our schedule, you know, starting backwards, we, we had – an almost disaster game against um, Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, e- easily could have lost that game. Uh, back up, Arkansas had us down to the wire. Seven-point game, I believe. LSU, mm-hmm. as poorly as they were, we beat them, what, by six? It was, uh, it was bad. It was close. I mean, yeah. no business being in uh, that game with us. No, there was another game that was back and forth. Uh, who was it? Um, well, was Florida, it Ole Miss or Florida? We jump out and we we smacked Ole Miss. Oh yeah, after, Florida. Uh, yeah, you know, Florida. No, we it. jump on them twenty one or twenty four to three, and Mullen goes for it on fourth down. And if they don't get it, the game is over. And they get it. I mean, I feel like seems like it was. I think they got a pass interference call that kept a drive alive. And uh, and they scored and kept kept themselves in the game. Then we just went into shell offensively. It was that was yeah. not a good game to watch if you're a Bama. But fan. there were four or five games last year that we actually won that came down to the wire or were, you know, less than one score one score or less games. And that's unusual for us. It mm-hmm. really is uh, on the national on the uh, title game, uh, the year we won the the previous year. I. I don't think we had any games that were less than one score except for Florida in the SEC championship game, and that was a late garbage-time touchdown just to cut it to that, mm-hmm. uh, if, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. So it was, a, it was an unusual game. Yeah, at the end of the year, oh, yeah, they're 11-1, and, and they're in the playoffs, they make the national championship game, and they had every chance in the world to win it. Hey, yeah, we love that. But from just a purely game-to-game overview of the season – it was not very Alabama-like. Um, but I expect this team to be better than last year. I mean, it's the year before, it was you had no reason to expect that we could maintain that level of, of competition, and we didn't. We, you know, we just couldn't maintain that. But this year's different. Even though we have the Heisman Trophy winner from last year, well, he's coming back. He'll be better. Same, same thing for the best defensive player in the country. He'll be back. You know, we didn't lose those uh, high, uh, highly rated players. They're back, and um, matter of fact, just as a, just one more thing, and I'll, I'll let you add it. But I w- I'm looking at a 
publication, I think this is Lindy's or something, and they list they listed the best groups in the SEC. Just you know, defensive line, linebackers, secondary, mm-hmm. special teams, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, offensive line. There are eight groups. Out of the eight groups, they have us listed as number one in five of the eight. Uh, hmm. One other one, we're number two, and we're we're not. We're not lower than four in any group. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we're, we are. I mean, that's. Yeah. So. We're I mean, super and, talented and, this year, and, and we are every year. Talented. But I'm, you're, you're right. I mean, we've got Will Anderson, who, if he stays healthy, is going to. I, I'm going to tell you this the Heisman Trophy candidate, CJ Stroud, you know, everybody's like Bryce Young, dude. They're not, I don't think they're going to give it back to back. Bryce would have to be. He would have to break Joe Burrow's numbers from 2019, I think, to have a chance at a, at a back-to-back Heisman. But if C.J. Stroud, if let's just say Ohio State drops a couple of games, and I don't even know who the other the other hot names are out there. I'm, I'm sure Caleb Williams out at uh, USC will be a favorite, and you know there's there's a there's a handful more. But Will Anderson's going to get serious push for the Heisman, and and not just because. They want a defensive player to win it. Like, he is that good. And if we stay healthy, we're going to be very difficult to beat. So, I agree. I've got I've got Bama. It, I've got Bama on top of the West. i got us at 8-0 as well. So, who do you have a uh, second? Uh, second in the West, I have Ole Miss. Um, I actually have them uh, with the same record as my third-place team, Arkansas. But I have Ole Miss – winning that head-to-head battle. Um, I have Ole Miss actually being undefeated until October 29th when they go to A&M. I have them losing the A&M game. Uh, then they have a week off, and then they play Alabama. So I have them losing back-to-back contests there, but otherwise running the table, non-conference and everything. So you got them six and two. Well, now hold up. Now if you've got uh, yeah, Ole Miss at six and two, and then you've got Arkansas at six and two. So um, I, I actually have a uh, Arkansas second at five and three. I just I, I don't have. I think the the I think if you're not Alabama, and you're not Georgia, you're going to beat each other up because I've got Arkansas uh, at at second place with five and three record and then I have my my third place team also with a five and three record which I'll cover later so who do you have fourth uh fourth A&M. I have A&M at nine and three I have A&M losing uh well nine and three overall but uh five and three in conference ac- actually they're also I also have them at six and two in the conference so there actually would be a round robin tiebreaker there so that may or may not hold up <laughs> um, but all three of those teams, I have the same conference record, beating each other. Um, I have A&M uh, losing to Arkansas at Jerry World and, of course, losing to us on the road. Um, and then I also have them losing out of conference to Miami in that third game. Miami's That'll be an interesting game. Season. You know, that will yeah. be. Um, I'm anxious to see that game. Week three, That's a that'll be a pretty good week of football. It will be. All right, so you got Auburn last, it sounds like. So who do you have between um, LSU? I've got LSU. I've got LSU at a five. Um, I have them losing six 
conference games, going two and six in the conference. And then uh, I have Auburn at uh, four and eight overall, but also losing. Uh, well, they won one game. They they won one conference game, one and seven. That's Missouri on September twenty fourth. Hope it's not the Iron Bowl. So I'm. Who are you? Who, you got Bama, Ole Miss, Arkansas, A and M, LSU, Mississippi State at um at six, correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah, well, we're, we're and, and and that was the exact same order from, like I said, that the media picked at number one and then number five, six, seven. Yeah, it was just the uh, A and M, Arkansas, Ole Miss jumbled up there. But of course, I have all three of them with the same record. See, I've got and that's that's that right there would be impressive if if the top four teams in the West are six and two or better. I don't know that that's. I don't know about your math. I'm going to have to research if that connection happened. I, I guess it can. Everybody loses to Bama, and then but that but that means you've got the. Um, I guess you've got uh, them beating all the Eastern Division teams that they play across division. But I've got yeah, Bama. They're, they're all losing to Bama, and then they lose to each they beat other themselves, yeah. in round yeah. robin, basically, <clears throat> and then they beat everybody else at the bottom of the conference and everybody mm-hmm. from the East. None of none of those three teams play Georgia. Yeah, that that helps then tremendously. Uh, I've got Bama at one at eight and zero, and then I've got Arkansas at two at five and three. I, our biggest discrepancy, I believe, is going to be Ole Miss, which I have at sixth. But I've got Ole Miss at, at six and three and five conference record. I've got Arkansas and A and M at five and three, with Arkansas having the the tiebreaker over them. I have Arkansas losing in conference to Bama. At Mississippi State, and then at Auburn, and then I've got them winning the the rest of the games, and then fourth place I've got Auburn at four and four. We're we're pretty we're pretty skewed on that as well. And like I said, I would love nothing more than for Auburn to finish seventh place in the SEC at one and seven, or even better, be zero and eight. But they start out with Mercer, they start out with San Jose State, and then they host Penn State. Now the Penn State game. That could easily be a loss, I agree. But Penn State is coming to the Plains. It's in September. I highly doubt it would be a night game. I'm looking to see. Um, <clears throat> they might select that. It'll be between that game and I would say Georgia-South Carolina uh, for the SEC game of the week because you got LSU versus Mississippi State. I think I, th- I just think CBS will take, uh, take advantage of, uh, Penn State and and put them on like ABC did A&M last year. and Miami, A and M Miami played. A and M Miami, but I just don't know that I don't know who Miami plays first. And if Auburn Auburn will be two and zero, and I assume Penn State will be too. But if Auburn beats Penn State, then they have Missouri. I really feel like they can win that one. Then they have LSU, and we've talked about this before. They don't go on the road until the sixth week of the season. I think that is utterly ridiculous. They need to change that rule. The conference needs to change that rule that you have to go either at least neutral site in the first month of the season. I mean, they don't play on the road until October 8th where they travel to Georgia. So I've got Auburn well, at 4-4. Flip, four. Go ahead. The flip, side, the flip side of that is, and by the way, Miami's got two cupcakes, and they're ranked just outside the top 10 or in the top 10 in some places. So that'll probably be a top 10 matchup on the 17th, A&M and Miami. So yeah, well, then the CBS will probably go, take but, it. Yeah, but nonetheless, 
the flip side of what you're talking about of playing at home, yeah, I have them losing the Penn State game, but then their last game of that homestand is LSU. And I think LSU and Auburn are fairly evenly matched this year. LSU may have a little bit of an advantage on them. It just depends on what you know the the new Cajun can do with them down there. Yeah. But <laughs> if if they lose to LSU, if they happen to lose that game, it's at home. Immediately they go on the road at Georgia, on the road at Ole Miss. That's likely three losses. I guess the point I'm getting at, staying on the road, your morale starts going way downhill if you're losing. Yeah. Uh, and sure. that momentum can be negative momentum. And you got LSU at Georgia, at Ole Miss, Arkansas, at Mississippi State, which is their easiest game, and that's on the road. Mm-hmm. And then you follow that up, last two out of three, Texas and Texas A&M and Alabama. Uh that's a tough stretch. I, whether you're Auburn or whether you're Georgia, uh, you know, wh- whoever's playing that stretch at the end of the year, that's difficult. And, uh, you, I mean, but like you said, you've got a little time to try to get your motors running smoothly and, and get the direction going. But if you happen to slip up and lose to Penn State and LSU or, or forbid also lose to Missouri – it could get ugly in a hurry. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. You, you, and, and you almost need to be 5-0 before you hit Georgia game just to have a semblance of a good season. My 4-4 four and four in conference record for Auburn, I have them starting out 5-0 and and 2-0 and in a conference. So even at 2-0 and in a conference, that means they drop four of their last six conference games, which the, the Plainsmen are not going to be happy with that. But I've got them losing at Georgia and then at Ole Miss back-to-back. They get the off week. They host Arkansas. I've got Arkansas beating them, although Arkansas does get a week off. But, man, Arkansas goes to BYU and then gets a bye week. So, yes, they do get a bye week, but that's a long plane ride home to get into their bye week. But then, of course, I've got Auburn. i got Auburn winning to Arkansas, winning at Mississippi State, losing to A&M at home, and then losing to Bama on the road, which we can only hope comes true. But my my top my bottom three round out with LSU at three and five, Ole Miss at three and five, and Mississippi State at one and seven. And the reason I we're so have such a discrepancy on Ole Miss, I think, is I really feel like that Matt Corral was that good of a quarterback last year, and they lost him. And I know Kiffin is magical calling plays, but I just don't know that they're going to match up with the the rest of the teams in the West. They you know the Conference will have another year of of game film to kind of figure Kiffin out. So, I just I don't think they can. I don't think they Maybe, can get it done. Listen to this: Ole Miss starts out with Troy, Central Arkansas, at Georgia Tech, Tulsa, home to Kentucky, at Vanderbilt, home to Auburn. Yeah, that's the first seven games. They'll be a favorite in all seven of those. I, I agree. Uh, I looked at that. Um, we have a salesman that came in that is a Mississippi State fan, and he, he pointed that out. And I think Ole Miss's over-under is only six and a half in Vegas. So yeah. that is very interesting because there, it's possible they could start out seven and no. The at Georgia Tech is going to be an interesting game. I have no idea what Georgia Tech has. But – you know, I don't think Ole Miss is, is going to be the team that, that you can say, oh, they're going to Georgia Tech or they're going to Wake Forest 
or they're going to Louisville, I don't think you could just pencil that in as a win. You know, they're not that type of team. Should they win it? Yes, like you said, they're going to be favored. But I just don't think you can count that as a dub right now. But if they do, and, and Ole Miss's record is kind of like Auburn. It hinges on the, that opening of the season because if, if, if Ole Miss does what you said, if that, let's just say they start out – one, two, three, four, five, six, and oh, they're going to be six and oh going to Auburn. And if Auburn starts out the way they possibly could, they could be five and one. That's that would be number six versus number nine, probably seven versus ten, depends on what happens in front of Ole Miss. So it's yeah, I don't think Auburn will ever make it there that with that record, but possibly. I mean. Now, if Auburn makes it there with that record, they deserve to be ranked. I mean, with wins over Penn State and LSU. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that they'll be that high. But but always when I'm looking at the records, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that momentum. And if Ole Miss is 7-0 and by the time they go to LSU on October 22nd, I mean, LSU is possibly, if you, if you can believe – my uh, rankings, you know, they'll they'll drop two games already. That's a game that Ole Miss may also be favored in. They may be favored in the first mm-hmm. eight games. Um, so, <laughs> like I said, I, I just I just feel like if if they can if they can get seven and zero, which I think they will, then they go three and two down the stretch with that momentum, and they're ten and two, and they're in a New Year's Six Bowl. Dude, their fans are gonna be un uncorrigible. Is that a word? Unconscionable. Winning the baseball national title and then maybe being ten and two in football—it's <laughs> terrible. Tom, I have to live by these Ole Miss people. We do not need that to happen. <laughs> I thought you lived by the Mississippi State people. Uh, They—they're all—they're infiltrated. They're—I'm throwing a rock and hit Mississippi. I think we play. I think a few of the holes at Redmont's in Mississippi. That's how close we were to the line the other day. All right, so that wraps up the West. We both have Bama going to Atlanta. We both have Bama going 8-0 in conference. I'm probably going to have us 12-0 overall. I'm sure you will too. I don't see Texas beating us, and then we play three cupcakes. So let's jump into the East. Um, The media, like I said, had Georgia at one. I am on board with the media here. I've got Georgia at number one in the East. I've got them at 8-0. And I've got Tennessee and Florida – at second and third place respectively, which means I do have Tennessee beating Florida in week four. I've got the record at five and three. I do not like the East in hardly any matchups versus our their cross division. Like Tennessee, Tennessee's two Western Division opponents are LSU and Alabama. I've got two losses there. So I've got them at five and three, which means they would be um, what five and one versus the, the East. The only loss in the East would be to Georgia. I've got Florida at five and three. I've got and Florida plays in the West. They play LSU and they play at A and M. I've got them actually beating LSU because it's in the swamp. I've got them losing to A and M. Kentucky, who's the media's number two pick, I've got them at fourth at four and four. And you know they finished six and two in conference last year. Just a fantastic mm-hmm. job by Stoops as head coach there. And then the bottom three are just horrid. I've got South Carolina at two and six, not beating anybody from the West. I've got Missouri at one and seven, not beating anybody in the West. I've got Vanderbilt zero and eight, not beating anybody. Period. So Georgia won by a mile, and then Georgia versus Bama in the SEC, SEC championship game for the third time in four years, I guess. Yeah, eight, yep. eighteen. 
or I guess five years. 18 was Bama, Georgia. 19, we didn't make it. 20 was Bama, Ellis, or Bama, Florida. And then Bama, Georgia. It'd be, it'd be the, the third time in four, five years. Five years. Yeah. Yep. Well, who made um, it in 17? Did we make it in 17? Hard to believe we didn't if we're just, uh, if we're just trying to remember, but I don't know. I don't remember. I'd put our money on any time in the past uh, 15 years that it was us there versus somebody. <laughs> We'd be right more times than not. So what is your East looking uh, like? I got George on number one, of course, but I do have them losing one. I have them mm. at 71, and believe it or not, I have them at 10-2 and two overall. I have them losing to Oregon in the opener. Man, I, you One know that thing. is that is uh, been my upset special since Bo Nix transferred. So I'm with you, bro. Well, you know one thing. One thing that I just talked about about with Alabama last year about how good a team they had two years ago and how everybody they lost, and then last year how close we were to to losing more than one game. I think Georgia's going to find themselves in the same position with lesser talent than we had last year. Uh, you know, Bryce Young is 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 certainly going to be a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett is. Uh, I would take our running backs from last year. I would take our receivers from last year. Uh, they'll still be stout on defense, but they're going to find out this year what it means to have a target on their back too, which they yeah, haven't experienced. Sure. Ask LSU what happened to them the year after they won it. Uh, now I don't I don't expect that much of a drop off from Georgia because they do have probably. And I say probably because LSU had some talent stockpiled there too. But Georgia probably has more talent than LSU had that year. But uh, it, 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 will be, it will be a different sort of mindset. Now, one, one thing that they have going for them is Kirby Smart's been there. He's been there because he's been at Alabama. And so he might have the ability to maybe – point those guys in a better direction than they might normally have had because he does he is very experienced uh kirby learned a lot at alabama and he's putting it to good use so that may not be it may not fall exactly like what i'm talking about but 10 and 2 seems about right to me uh i think the oregon game could go either way i don't what's the opening line on that by the way have you seen 17 that? yeah 17 wow 17. i know i was hoping Maybe 8 to 10 <laughs> well, see, I had I had them losing in the opener and then uh, getting upset on the road at South Carolina. Uh, that's a popular that's, that's a popular choice because that is uh, that's game three and uh, South game Carolina. Three, it's early. Yeah, yeah. South Carolina so. with a new quarterback and they'll definitely be trying to throw it all over the field and I you know it's tough but but other than that you know after you get through with South Carolina. Their crossover game uh, is is Auburn and Mississippi State, so they got what can effectively be considered by both me and the media and you almost the two worst teams in the SEC West. So they got lucky there, so they don't they don't get a catch there. They catch Tennessee at home, uh, and and of course Florida is always the neutral site, but yeah. Uh, and they'll get it together. Even if they start out the way I did, they'd start out one and two, and everybody be saying what what's going on with them. And then they they get Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt back to back to back. So they'll quickly rebound record wise, and probably get it going towards 
you know, towards the latter part of the season and still comfortably, comfortably make the SEC championship. Even with a loss to South Carolina, by my numbers, they could lose even a second game and still get there because I have second place very similar to the West. I have Tennessee, Kentucky, and Florida all five and three in the conference. Um, I, and, I, and I feel like this is a recurring theme for, for the West and the East teams in that the top is a little more heavy than it normally is. Mm-hmm. You know, last year in particular, it was very evenly weighted in the West. Uh, last place in the West uh, last year was still, I don't remember who was last place, but it, was it LSU? Yeah, I think uh, so. But they, they were still. They beat A&M. What six and six or five and six, something like yeah, that, something you know? Like so that. they yeah. they didn't go over, and so it was more. I expected it to be more top heavy this year. Same with the East. The East is usually single heavy, and then a smattering of of, of teams that that hang around the bottom. But I, I expect second, third, and fourth, consisting of Tennessee, Kentucky, and Florida, all to be sort of. A little bit better than middle of the road. Not not good enough to be the elite and challenge Georgia for the title, but uh, still solidly contending, uh, I guess, for second place. All right, so who do you have, uh, Missouri or uh, South Carolina at, at fifth? I have South Carolina at fifth, Missouri, and then lowly Vanderbilt at the end. <laughs> Poor Vandy. I got I do get I do have Vandy winning a game this year, but not in the really? SEC. Wow. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I, have, I have them beating Elon <laughs> September third. We can only hope. <laughs> they play I'm Elon. pretty sure they're not going to Hawaii and winning. Nah, they're not they playing Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Why are they playing Wake Forest, man? Pick somebody else. All right, so Not Bama, Georgia, minds. both of us in the SEC championship game have those two teams. Who you got? You got Bama champion or Georgia? I do. I have I have Bama uh, getting there again. That will be a tough game, obviously, but uh, I think Bama wins it for two years in a row. Yeah, I think we make Stetson Bennett pay. You remember last year, and you mentioned that we had two years ago from the Mac Jones and Devontae Smith senior year. You know, we had a, we lo- had a lot of losses. And so we – not only do we have a lot of losses, you know, in the defensive backfield against Georgia, the second time we played them, both our starting corners were out. And mm-hmm. I just don't think – I don't think that that will happen. I mean, as long as we stay injury-free, you know, we – I felt like one guy – I can't even remember. I know Job was out and then, uh, what, Jalen Armour Davis maybe. Somebody yeah. didn't play that – the rumor was he could have played, but he didn't want to hurt his NFL – he wanted to perform in the combine, and he probably couldn't do both. And I get it. It sucks, but I get it. And uh, I just don't think, you know, that's going to happen this year, that where we're going to have a player that maybe can play, maybe not can play 50-50. I feel like that 50-50 guy is going to play. And I, I just – I'm not convinced Stetson is that good of a quarterback still. You know, the one the, – the touchdown that put him ahead for good was the offsides by us, and he just got to chunk it up there. Well, I mean, hey, kudos to him for connecting. But, man, it's nice when you see that flag come out and you can just lay back and chunk it because if the flag doesn't come out and you chunk it and we intercept that ball, then we're, we got the lead in the ball with under eight minutes left. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this year, too, our – our secondary, and I was trying to find this, and I'll just I'll just mention it in passing, and I'll probably do a little bit more research before we break down that first game. But 
I had saw something in here where one of our our DBs was a uh, I guess uh, All American or preseason All American, which was Jordan Battle uh, as a safety, and then uh, I turned around and looked at what the NFL drafts uh, experts were saying. Who are your best? defensive backs or cornerbacks or safeties coming out uh and we they got three listed and battle wasn't one of the three and i don't know if he's not eligible or not i, I don't remember what class should, he's in but should be, i believe yeah they they got eli ricks cornerback brian branch safety and uh demarco hellums for I, I would not have guessed that but i guess maybe they just like size speed i don't know what how they're getting that Point being, we're loaded in the secondary. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we injury free, and we're we should be playing for the national title outside of a, a fluke game where you know Stephen Garcia, Stephen Garcia, and Nick Calzada's uh, love child is quarterback. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that won't happen this year. But that wraps up our predictions on the East and the West. And you know, last year. Uh, you got the champion ride. I got Georgia. I, I had Georgia winning it. Then I had us avenging that. Well, I actually had us beating Ohio State in the national title game because I had us 12-0 and losing to Georgia and then Georgia getting put out in the semifinals. You actually had Bama winning the SEC title, I believe, didn't you? And then Georgia beating us? Uh, I had Bama winning the – yeah, I had uh, – no, I had – I had Georgia beating us in the SEC championship and us beating Georgia in the national yeah. championship. And then I had, I had us, reversed. I had us beating Georgia in the SEC, but then I had us losing to Ohio State. So we we're, were we're we're very my point was we we're very close. So you can pretty much put this uh take this to the bank. It's gonna be Bama and Georgia in the SEC championship game this year. So well, you know we can, just, we can go ahead and fast forward <laughs> to December the fifth or whatever, uh, November twenty 20- November 26th, uh, December 3rd. December 3rd is the SEC Championship game. So we can go ahead and just jump straight to December if anyone would like to. But that's well, going to wrap up. We could just up. talk more about Rook instead <laughs> since the, the game's not – the season's not in question. Yeah, we, we can we can break it down. We'll take Twitter questions if anybody would like to twi- Twitter at us, at Targeting Not, I believe is our Twitter handle. Search it up. You can find us. And uh, I, the last thing I had is upcoming life events. We're, we're going to kind of explain why we'll be out of pocket for a few weeks. And first off, Tom, I don't know if people realize, listening to our voices right now, they very well could be listening to two multi-millionaires as we speak because <laughs> we bought 30 tickets to Mega Millions. And when I say 30, I mean 30 individual tickets because the gas station attendant did not know how to put more than one number on a ticket. So I've got 30 tickets well hidden. So it's 800, estimated $830 million. And I think after taxes, it comes out to around close to 300 million a piece. So, hey, if, if we, I tell you what, if we hit the lottery and you tweet at us and you listen to this podcast, we will take you to the Texas game. How about that? Guaranteed. That's a, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. <laughs> but uh, you've, got, anyway. you've got some big trips coming up. You know, my oldest daughter is going to Bama. We move in next Wednesday uh, after lunch. That's going to be bittersweet. I'm glad she's going to Bama, but – 
it's going to be weird her not being in, in the Red Bay, Russellville area. And then my, my youngest one will drive. Uh, she's got a car coming next Monday. I can say that on the podcast because so, she never listens. So <laughs> congratulations on your car, Sophie, that you're getting next Monday night. Surprise. Too bad oh, you, you nice. don't listen. I am going to see the Chili Peppers twice, Tom. Obviously my favorite band and me and Misty are flying out next Thursday night uh, from Nashville, direct flight out to Vegas. We're going to see them Saturday night, hang out with the Whippets, Sunday, drive to the Grand Canyon, come back Monday, and then driving to Nashville the following Friday and catch them in Nashville. So, man, I'm really excited about that. But all nice. of my trips pale in comparison to what you're about to do. No, I think I might might would rather be in your shoes. Uh, just that's because you don't like flights. <laughs> no, I do not. hours. I'm going to be on the longest one of my life. Nine Over water, Tom. Over water. If the plane needs to make an emergency landing, you will need to use your seat cushion as a flotation device. Thank you for that heads up. At least <laughs> I'll be landing in the, uh, in the land of where beer flows like wine. <laughs> Well, tell us where you're going. We all want to know. Uh, well, we are we are flying into Frankfurt, Germany next week, and so uh, going to hang out with the laid back country folk in the German countryside, and uh, we'll be we'll be doing a small media tour uh, across Europe into uh, Francais and maybe into Sweden a little. And I don't know, I, th- I, I'm, I think that may be the only three that we get to, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's, it's more of a tour of the countryside, so I'm, I'm hoping to drink a lot of wine. I may come back a wine drinker instead of a bourbon guy this time. Jeez, well, I hope you develop some taste besides my Coors Light 16-ounce wide mouse because I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll be asking for in the Hofbrouse. You'll be like me. What all? What do you have on tap? And they'll name off fifteen beers and say, yeah, "I'll just have a Bush Light, please." Yeah. What are your domestics? <laughs> what you don't have Coors? <laughs> all right, man. Well, oh, that man. wraps us up. Um, have fun on your trip, and we will definitely get back. Uh, we'll, we'll get in a groove. We'll. we'll the next podcast, I would guess we're going to be close enough to not close enough to kick off to break down the opening game. But I figure what we'll do is we'll look at Ohio State, we'll look at Clemson, we'll look at USC, uh, Texas, Michigan, Wisconsin, teams like that that we think has a chance to maybe make some noise in the in the national landscape. So we'll kind of discuss that, and then pretty quick, pretty straight away, we'll be Bama uh, opening weekend, then Bama Texas. So uh, hey, it's it, it's a bonus, man. Once the Fourth of July hits. Summer's about over, so we are we're in the short rows, as the old farmer would say. Speaking of farmers, Tom, if you're going to hate Auburn, you have to hate early and hate often. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, guys. Take it easy. Have you seen Junior's grades?